the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon and welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Can be a gonna hit on a little little bit of everything this show, won't we, Taylor? Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Wonder, do you, do you listen to what I say sometimes? Mm, depends what it is. What happened today? Fifty years. What is? What happened in our country fifty years ago today? Apollo eleven. And if you weren't alive at that time, they're gonna replay it. Today on NASA Live at four, beginning at four ten, uh, would be the landing, and ten fifty one would be the uh, walk on the moon. But this is what it sounded like fifty years ago today. Sixty seconds. Ice on. Down two and a half. Forward. Forward. Thirty feet down two and a half. Picking up some dust. 30 feet, two and a half down, straight shadow, four forward, four forward, drift into the right a little, Ready? down and a half, 30 seconds, forward, just, that's, contact light, okay, engine stop, APA at a descent, boat control, both auto, descent, engine command override off, and then I'm off. 413 is in. We copy you down, Eagle. Houston, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Roger, Twin. Tranquility, we copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. Thank you. 50 years ago today, that's what you heard. On the landing, and then possibly the most, I don't know, the most famous words ever uttered um, are these right here. Okay, Neil, we can see you coming down the ladder now. Okay, I just checked uh, getting back up to that first step. Uh, it's uh, that doesn't collapse too far, but uh, it's that's one small step for man. One. Incredible. Yep. On the moon, 50 years ago today. And to think of the technology they were dealing with then as opposed to now. I mean, my oh, yeah, goodness. Sure. But anyway, pretty cool. Like I said, if you want to watch it, uh, NASA Live is going to stream the original coverage of the Apollo 11 landings today, starting at 410 Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, and then uh, approximately 1051, I guess, is... Uh, they landed, and then it took them a few hours to get out of the lunar module. 1051 will be first step on the moon. Pretty cool stuff. And and, and, it, and as Paul said when we got we were working this up, he said, you can't just get more outdoors than being on the moon. <laughs> Probably Wise right. words. Wise words. <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> deep. Uh, but anyway, welcome space, to the show. Space, deep space. That's where I was aiming for. Okay. 
<laughs> but anyway, today's show we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about iCast. Uh, oh, yeah. Taylor had a great iCast. I'm still trying to figure out what I did at iCast. Um, talk about the new deer regulations. There's a, a new ban in place on scents and urines in South Carolina that a lot of people don't know about. Wasn't widely published. Uh, it's coming to light, and there's a lot of questions about it. There, the new deer tags are out. If you if you had a big game license last year, you should automatically get your tags this year without applying for them. And then we got a few stories and and whatnot. So um, hang on, it's going to be a quick one today. It always seems to be. Yep. But uh, to start it off, we're going to get a few things off with the uh, calendar events, which is brought to you by Visit Anderson Green Pond Landing and Event Center. And we have some news about Green Pond. I have to get to too. Uh, but tonight, tonight, from 6 to 9 at the uh, Orion's Bar and Fountain Inn is the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers South Carolina Pint Night, second one. So if you're if you're around the area and you want to come out and hang out with some guys who like to go hunting and fishing and, you know, are, are interested in public lands and, and keeping them public and access and all the above, come out to Orion's Bar and Fountain Inn, 6 to 9. Uh, from Coastal Expeditions, the Sunday, July the 12th, 27th, Folly Creek. At first glance, it's easy, easy to dismiss the idea of a sunrise tour, especially if you're on vacation. <laughs> but our sunrise tours get some of the best reviews and are a guide favorite, especially in the dog days of summer. So uh, hit up uh, hit up Coastal Expeditions in Mount Pleasant, and uh, they've got a, um, a uh, Folly Creek for you to go on it's sunrise and trust me the coast is is cool at sunrise taylor you got something for us i do so we're gonna hit on my favorite first and your favorite so at anderson at uh, this anderson civic center on friday august 2nd got the seventh annual brandon Brody memorial celebration brought to you by the outdoor dream foundation and called an evening in a swamp and this is where it really gets me if y'all watch swamp people like you do yes i do <laughs> i'm proud of it you may recognize the name troy landry yes he will be there speaking and i swear no, i don't go you can't do that on the air <laughs> the fcc will get us in trouble if you swear on the air <laughs> <laughs> in other words i have to take you to that i have to take you on august 2nd to that yeah, you do. Okay. So what time does it start? It starts at 6.30. Price of tickets? $25. And it's where again? Anderson Civic Center. Okay. All right, and Dad. Pay I, up. And I think you can get <laughs> pay up. And you can get those at the Outdoor Dream Foundation. <laughs> and I think they have some vendors around Anderson that have tickets, too. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's one we'll probably be at. If you're, uh, if you're interested in supporting the South Carolina Waterfowl Association, their summer raffle is going on through August the 1st. Winners drawn on August the eighth. Uh, tickets are twenty dollars for one ticket, three for fifty, seven for a hundred, and sixteen for two hundred dollars. Uh, some of the prizes: uh, SCWA opening day duck hunt for two people, and uh, there's a Franchi three and a half twelve gauge shotgun, a Traeger Pro grill, a Winchester XP, XXP shotgun, a Yeti sixty five quart cooler, a Browning nineteen eleven twenty two. Uh, pointer over and under 20 gauge shotgun, some waders and a franchise shotgun. So if you're interested, you want to buy a ticket or two or, um, donate to SCWA, go to their website and find the link for the raffle through August 1st. So the next one we have is 
The Interpreting Tea Farm Creek Kayak Tour. Okay. This one sounds really cool. So it's Tuesday, July 30th. It says paddled by one of the only naturalized understory of tea plants in the country and through abandoned rice fields now turned back into salt marshes to witness firsthand how human history has impacted landscapes around us. So that's July 30th at 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the, is it Caw Caw? That's it. Okay, Interpretive (laughs) Center um, in Ravenel, South Carolina. Okay. If you're interested, uh, and this is always a cool one to watch because at low tide you can see a lot of these, uh, there's an oyster build and cleanup on Mosquito Beach at James Island, August the 2nd from 1.30 to 4.30. Uh, hosted by the Sacramento Department of Natural Resources and Surfrider Foundation, Charleston Chapter. They're going to meet, uh, uh, let's see. Doesn't say where they're going to meet. Oh, well. But anyway, what you're going to do is you're going to use oysters that everybody has taken to oyster collection centers, which are strung along the coast and even some coming up towards the upstate. You're going to bag them up and you're going to put them out. And you're going to grow no oyster reefs. So that is um, August 2nd. That's on the Department of Natural Resources website. And then the 36th annual Open Inshore Fishing Tournament, sponsored by the Charleston Coastal Anglers, is taking place. you got a captain's meeting on August the 1st at James Island County Park, the Edisto Hall section. Uh, the tournament is August the 3rd. First, second, and third place awards for 10 species. Um, first place, King Michael, 500-plus Yeti Cooler. First place mystery fish, $500. Second place king, $500. Third place, $250. And of course, there's sea trout, ladyfish. Those will look like amberjacks, redfish, sheep's head, croaker. Surprised they don't have a trash fish category that we used to have. That's a few things you can do uh, around South Carolina. A lot more if you put your mind to it and find some more. So hang on through the break. I'm back with more woods and water, South Carolina on the other side. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Thank you for tuning in. It's uh, always fun to come in here and do these shows live. A lot of times it'll be recorded because you can't always get a guest on Saturday, and weekdays just work better for everybody. But uh had an interesting week last week. I guess it's not last week. A week ago now. What did we do last okay. Saturday? What? Last Saturday was, was Land Tawny. Land Tawny from Backcountry Hikers, Hunters, and Anglers, and I recorded a show the week before. <laughs> Oof. We we were really lazy. No, wow. we're not lazy. We're really busy, and we can't keep track of what all we got to do. Uh, but uh, so so not this past week, but the week before, I spent a week in Florida, Orlando, Florida, at ICAST, the monsoon capital of the United States in July. <laughs> what was really bizarre is we're in the Orange County Convention Center, which is huge, and this year they moved us from the South Building to the North Building, and we filled that place up, and then. I don't know what they're going to do to expand from there. I guess they'll make the little eating area smaller than it already is. But good week. But you were in there, and, and like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you could hear it. Mm-hmm. You hear the rain on the ceiling. A huge, you know, I don't know how many hundred thousand square feet thing this is, but you hear the you <laughs> um, hear the storm, and you knew it was about 3 o'clock. And, uh, <clears throat> but it was good week. Hot I don't like going to Orlando in July. Humid. Humid. I'd straighten my hair every morning and 
about five minutes after I get out the door, it's already curly again. Yeah. <laughs> Main uh, reason I don't live in Florida. But we <clears> had a good time. Uh, you had a – I'm still trying to figure out what happened at ICAST. I'm just like in a daze <laughs> still because normally when I go down, it's it's 9 to 6 o'clock on the show floor, and I spend a day just going down every aisle looking for new products Talk, I try not to talk to a whole lot of people on, on Wednesday because I, I'm trying to get through it. Last year, it took me to 1.30, solid walking to get through the show floor. This year, I don't think I made it through the show floor. Maybe I did. Maybe by we Thursday, did. We, we did. did. Okay. Yes, we did. But uh, this year, Taylor went with us, actually took mom with us. She watched about 48 hours of food TV, and <laughs> she had a wonderful time reading books and just relaxing. <laughs> Taylor and I were gone most of the day, and then we had dinners at night and all. But you had an interesting, interesting week. Now, this is when we talk about this. Understand, we don't, we didn't ever go to Shimano pitching Taylor as somebody they could use or whatever. They called me and said we need a girl, and obviously I have two of them. One of them had no interest in this, but Taylor, <laughs> Taylor, of course, did, and. And that's how we've ended up here, but uh, tell us just a little bit about what you did at ICAST this year. Well, where do I start? Okay, so <clears throat> I was down there Wednesday and Thursday at the Shimano booth at 9.30 on Wednesday and 10.30 on Thursday doing press releases for the new SLX DC and the new SLX XT. With Lawson Tillman. What are what is an SLX DC? So the SLX DC, some of y'all that fish it's a fishing reel. Yeah, well, okay. it's a fishing reel. Okay, well, well not everybody knows what an SLX DC is. They don't all they don't all these people don't live with you to <laughs> listen to this for the last two months. So okay, go ahead. Well, yes. So <laughs> basically, this was a it was a step off of the Corrado DC that that Shimano released last year. And same braking system, the digital control braking system with the computer chip, but this time it was part of the SLX line, which is the high school and college line. And the Corrado was 200, and this DC is 189. So it was, it's the same body that was using the original SLX, the same braking system, no shortcuts, just a little bit cheaper. So it won best freshwater reel. So I was. Very, very proud of that. But it, it was it was really, really, really cool to be in that experience. I mean, you're, you're here. I mean, of course, I know Kurt Mazurk and um, John Mazurkowitz and Kendall. But it was where I got to really meet a lot more of the people that I've heard about that come from outside of Ladson or I spend most of my time when I work with Shimano. So it was a big step up from where I was before. It was, oh my gosh, it was so amazing. <laughs> Had to work that in. That That is the sound of the DC digital control braking system on an SLX. And we've had, a, we've had a couple of new reels for a few months now to test them out and all. And it is true. They're, they're not, look, you can still blow up a DC baitcaster. No, you can't. I did it. I tried to do it. Uh, we were on a lake down in Florida where we stayed, and I went out on the, the dock, and I'd throw it into the wind. You can still blow one up. 
You, yeah. you can still blow it up. But what was really bizarre is to watch, and I was using, I think I tied on a 3 ounce weight, you know, pegged it to a, I don't know, maybe a one-off hook and a four-inch zoom paddle tail, one of the new paddle tails they've got out. And the slim weight body, I forget what it's called, not the not the round Kitex looking one, but the swim, slim body. And it was amazing to watch. And it's hard to do, but to keep your thumb off of the reel at startup. If you, any of you fish with a bait cast, you know what I'm talking about. You it, that that initial thumb touch, it's hard to break doing it. It, it is. It's very hard to break. But for those of you that don't know about the digital control braking system, it is literally a computer chip that tracks this how fast the spool is spinning a thousand times a second during your cast. So, say if you're if you do have a light bait and you get caught up in the wind. And normally you'll you'll backlash with regular bait casters, but with this one, it will slow down the spool so the line can catch up going out of the guides. And oh my gosh! And you can watch it happen. It, you can you can watch the line just go out of that spool and out the of the spool. Slow. You'll you'll see it start to spool up. You'll see the the spool <laughs> outrun the cast, and you get some loops in there. And then but that that braking system kicks in, clamps down on the reel until the loops are out, and then it'll go back to to free spool again so that's uh but you gave press conferences wednesday morning thursday morning interviews yeah i did a couple of interviews from somebody from espn radio chauncey Chauncey nizel from espn radio he interviewed me and then we had a gentleman from united kingdom came over and asked me and lawson to ask us a couple of questions and there's now an article on the way, so we'll see you. We'll see where this goes. <laughs> it's um, like I said, it's it's not something that, and you parents know, you'll know this. When an opportunity comes along, your considerations are are several things. You know, is this is this a good opportunity? And I, I've fished with Shimano gear my whole life, and and since the show started, I've had some, not because it's been planned, but some interaction with Shimano at various fishing tournaments where. I've helped them out. They've helped me out. It's been a real good relationship, growing relationship. That's why they called me when they needed this. And um, um, totally forgot where I was going with that. I don't know where we're but, going. But but okay, I know. <laughs> but when 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 they called about the first time, it was like okay, I don't have to worry about the company. The company's great. Love them. Have no problem with the company. But do you put a fourteen-year-old the time Taylor was only fourteen in a situation she's never been in? In in something that a company is banking their marketing campaign on. Because the first SLX video was shot, we shot that June of last year. And it was, and you know, as parents, you you want your kids to succeed. But at the same time, you don't want them to fail. (laughs) And so the decision Debbie and I had, it it was pretty tough. Do we let her do this? Do we let her go outside of her safe comfort zone and you know, if she fails, what happens? If she succeeds, what happens? What? But you just can't hold them back. You got to let them. You know, if Taylor would have fallen flat on her face and shut down like the second cast when she bird nested a, a reel, you know, but she overcame it, and it was it was cool to watch. And the same thing with these press conferences. He they called us and said, "Hey, do you think you could do a press conference for us?" And and you had doubts. I did. I did. You had doubts, and she kept asking me, "Dad, do you think I can do it?" Dad? And I said, "You know what?" I said, "You know, I don't." think Kurt Masaryk's a guy who would play loosely with his job. So if he thinks you can do it, 
Why not? So, I, and I guess the 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 whole thing we bring this up is, you know, when your kids get an opportunity to do something, let them do it. Give them the opportunity to succeed at the same time preparing for if they fail, how you handle that. And I'm sure you're going to stumble. I mean, you you, you stumbled start, huh? a couple of times in the press <laughs> conference and covered it up well, but you learned. If you had to do another one next year, old hat. Yep. So, what else? Oh, oh, Afca- there's lots of new stuff. And, and normally we go down, this is, this is where I'm still just kind of in the haze about that is normally I go down and come back with a best of ICAST. I mean, I haven't done the best of ATA show yet with January. I'm working on that. Trust me. <laughs> Archery season is not here yet. I have another month. But uh, we didn't do that this year. That just don't have it. But we do have a couple of things that we're going to talk about. Maybe not today, but everybody has a trolling motor. Garmin Electronics has a trolling motor. Lowrance has a trolling motor. It's funny. The Garmin, the, the Lowrance one is the ghost. And the Garmin one is the Force. <laughs> I mean, oh, is it the Force? The Force, hmm. the Force. And so those are that's something really big at ICAST. And what there are, most of these new uh, trolling motors are brushless motors. Yep. So they're they're stronger, uh, they last longer, they don't we, they charge as long, uh, and it's intended to to help you stem to stern, or bow to stern, whatever you want to say, uh, with your electronics. They integrate mm-hmm. your your you know your your graphs, your chart plotters, and your trolling motors, all into the same brand. Afco had some cool stuff. Afco had some really cool stuff. What they tell you about the women's line? They're expanding it to have more of the rough weather gear. So you have your rain jackets, your your pants, and they really haven't had that yet. No. And they came out with some new leggings. Ugh, it's <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Uh, AFCO is a, uh, we're, they've given us stuff for the past couple of years and we appreciate their support and they do have some really good clothes. So if you're in the market for a new trolling motor, well, I'd have to go with Garmin just cause I like the guys at Garmin actually going to tour the Garmin facility in Kansas in October. So I'll have more on that later, but that anyway, that's a little bit eye cast. Like I said, I don't have a best of, sorry. There's so many baits and sunglasses and t-shirts and all it's just hard to get down there anymore but uh good show so anyway hang on we're gonna um if you got friends who deer hunt you may want to tune in after the sh- bottom of our break because we're going to talk about the new deer regs and deer tags back with more woods and water south Carolina on the other side welcome back to woods and water south Carolina. gonna delve into um the new Deer tag system, Charles Ruth's already been on here once this year. I forget how long back it's been about the new deer tag system that's implemented here in South Carolina. There's also a new ban on scents and urines in South Carolina for the upcoming season, so we'll talk a lot about that. They did a really good uh, Facebook Live on the Department of Natural Resources website, I mean Facebook page. Hasn't shown up on the website yet. I'm sure they'll publish it at some point. Or at least they should. And then all the new regulations are going to be in the new books, which should come out here in the next couple of weeks with the season dates and all the, you know, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk going on on social media. I'm sure amongst friends and, and colleagues and all about what's going on. So we're going to talk about it here for the next segment. If you have a question, if you have a comment, 
If you want to ask a question, I, I've talked to Charles Ruth a little bit about this, and I've got some some other questions that I had answered, and we'll try to cover those. But if you've got a question on the new regulations, the new your scent ban, give us a call, text in. The number is 877-235-9405. That's 877-235-9405. If you got a question or comment, you can text it. If you want to call me, that'd be fine, too. Paul's in there. I'll answer the phone. He'll treat you nice and... You know, take your question. I assume he'll put you on the air. If you don't want to go on the air, he'll relay your question to me, and you can remain anonymous. But uh, anyway, there is, um, I guess, first of all, let's cover the tags. So in for the past two years, ever since South Carolina implemented the tag system, deer hunters have gotten for free eight dated doe tags. In other words, the legislature, when they changed the regulations, the legislature's most of them in the low country because the Senate had no problem with this. It was the House side that that took us from two doe tags and two buck tags to three buck tags and eight dated doe tags and four additional doe tags and two additional buck tags, what we ended up with for two years. The new regulations say the tag system has changed, and Taylor, you got an interesting point on it wasn't DNR that changed it. No, it was a le- it was a couple of it was the legislator. They said, "Look, if we miss one of these dates, we just missed a tag." I think they got a lot of feedback from their constituents. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it was actually the legislature that came to DNR. Mm-hmm. Charles said, "That's an easy one for us to do." We've noticed over the past couple of years a lot of the problems that you know if you have a football game on Saturday or bad weather or family event, you miss a tag. <laughs> So Taylor has a message for all you Clemson fans. Oh, yeah. Clemson fans, we can go tailgate now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to worry. Because the eight dated doe tags we've got in previous years have now re- been replaced by two anytime antlerless tags. In other words, when you get your tags in the mail this year, there'll be five tags. Five tags are two antlerless. Use anytime. Starting what date in the upstate? Uh, in the upstate, it was... Our, our game zones, two, three, and four. Yep, it was September 15th. Okay, and then game zone one, which is the mountain unit, it was what? Um, October. October 1st. Okay. So those are available, and those are those are, those are are essentially two of the four tags you used to buy for $5 a piece. Yep. And they talked about the percentage of people, something like, what, 90, 92% of... It's like 90% of hunters only kill two antlerless deer uh, season. Based on their uh, the harvest surveys mm-hmm. that they send out every year. So what you'll get is you'll get the same three buck tags that you got last year and the year before. The eight dated doe tags are gone, never to be seen again. You have two use anytime tags. You can still buy up to four additional tags. And a little, There's some question about this. Because um, I'm not sure exactly. I think in games on one, it's two does. I know in games on two, it's five total for the year. So you can buy four. If you hunt mainly in games on one, you won't need them. If your game's on two, I think I'm right on one. It's a hard one. It's always changing. And the final regs aren't out yet. So I'm kind of doing this maybe a little preemptory. But if you're in two, then you can buy three more. You can use three more tags. You won't need to buy four because you have a, a limit of five per season of antlerless or doe deer. And then we've got low country. You can buy four 
and because you they're allowing you to kill seven or no six six and there's something i i didn't quite understand it it seems like on the licenses or tags for people in the low country there are two additional doe tags somewhere on that license i wasn't quite sure and i'm not uh, like i said i'll have more of that when the regs come out so essentially we went from eight days to how many days of 109 of opportunity yep big so, step big, big step, step forward i think i think what we're hearing out there most is good dnr is getting some good feedback on mm-hmm. it from hunters i know it's another change and a lot of us don't like change but this is a good one this is this is a good one you have more opportunity to get out there which is what they were after mm-hmm. more opportunity and like i said like taylor said if you missed if you had a ball game at rain you didn't want to go to rain you missed a day mm-hmm. and there you go that that tag was useless so that's the big that's the big change on deer tags going forward, and a lot of questions about when's Telecheck coming. It's coming. I think Telecheck is going to go with the turkeys first. Once they get it established for turkey season, I think it'll be an easy rollover for deer season. But I think turkeys, that's where they're going to do it first. So look for that in the next year or two for turkeys, and then probably the following season for deer, you'll have Telecheck. Now the other big thing is what. Monitoring your CWD awareness. <laughs> Which is where a lot of questions come up. Yes. New regulation for South Carolina starting this deer season, no use of natural scents or urines. Cover scents, attractants, tarsal gland scents, dough and heat, whatever you want to call it, can't have any more of that in South Carolina. You can't possess it. It's not to say you can't buy it. And there's a lot of people going, oh, I can go down to Walmart and buy it all day long. I just can't use it. And I'm going to stop right here because this is something that just aggravates the fire to me. Oh, boy. Here we go. Hold on, folks. Quick rant. And I know a lot of this is in jest and whatever, but a lot of what you were seeing post, especially in, in social media groups and all, is, well, how are they going to enforce it? Why even ask the question? What happened to just going along with the rule? I mean, it's not like they're trying, you know, to say you can't hunt. There's no constitutional, last I checked, there's no constitutional right to use original tinks in deer season. So why even the question? And I know why the question appears. Because the first thing everybody thinks of is how they're going to enforce it. But I I don't care about the enforcement because I'm not going to use it. It's that simple. And it's going to come down to you. It's it's like that line in the old what is the old video about the the old deer stand. It's it's watched me when my ethics have been tested. And here you go. Here's another opportunity for you to figure out which side you're going to come down on. There's no reason to wonder how they're going to enforce it if you're not going to if you're just going to go with it. It's all in, a, in an effort to combat CWD, the spread of CWD. Whether and this is another one that we've gotten into. Whether you believe that CWD is transmitted in fluids, body fluids, it's a, you know, cwd-info.org is the kind of the apolitical website to go to for CWD information and all. You know, it states that CWD is transferred in bodily fluids. CDC website says scientists believe that it's transferred. So you can mince words all you want to, but it is transferred through bodily fluids. That's a given. That's a known fact. Spinal um, column fluid. And feces. Yep. 
urine, that's Saliva. where it's at. And in fact, in South Carolina, Taylor, what's the regulations on transporting stuff into the state? You can't from out of state if you go to Missouri. Dad used the that example. If you With go, the, which is CWD positive, these mm-hmm. are CWD positive states. They're not twenty six states that have CWD. C- CWD. So now, if you were to go to a state and hunt that has CWD, you cannot transport an entire carcass back to South Carolina. Right. And even if you are even if you do, when the, each of the states that you pass through, like Tennessee or something like that, you are breaking their laws as well. Because they ban the transportation of whole carcasses, too. I mean, you can still carry, you know, your meat and a lot, but you cannot have anything, any part of the carcass, the skull. You can take the antlers, but... Yeah. Skull cap's got to be clean if you take the antlers <laughs> off. And which means a lot of people are leaving mount they don't have a mount they're leaving that in the state they hunt in that way they don't run into any of those problems because yeah you know between missouri and here is tennessee kentucky well maybe not kentucky i'm trying to think missouri <laughs> tennessee north Carolina, south Carolina. so yeah you'd be violating three state laws bringing a carcass back to south carolina that's the reason for the rule the rule is no natural okay synthetics perfectly okay a lot of questions about enforcement. I already covered that. Just look, go with it. Whether you agree with CWD or not, and if I if you don't, then I suggest you do some research on it. It's a pretty real threat. We don't have it here in South Carolina. That's a given yet, but we don't want it. We don't have to deal with CWD. So, and then and there's in the regulation, and we'll read the regulation after because we only got like 30 seconds. See there? Yep. Right on cue, music. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll finish this up. Like I said, if you want to call us, 877-235-9405. Text number is the same. Glad to try to answer your questions or point you in the right direction or get a question answered for you. So hang on. Final segment of the show coming up after the break. Great song. I mean, what? I wasn't singing. No, you weren't singing that no, because you don't like my music, <laughs> no, right? I don't like music, no. Who is it? Go ahead. Oh, you know who this is. I don't know. I don't know. Farner. Oh. Farner. Lou okay. Graham. Well. Good stuff. But you don't like my music, remember? So no, quit singing. I don't like, I like your music. Okay. All right. Nobody's <laughs> ever had that argument at home, have you? Uh, okay, back to the deer thing. Uh... Synthetics are fine. There's some question. Some there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, we're going to open up a South Carolina, you know, based scent, you know, whatever." Don't know. That's still a little bit of question on that because we don't allow deer farms here in South Carolina, and in the regulation itself, Taylor, you got the regulations. What does it say? What? Where? Right there. I can't see where you're pointing. Oh, right there. It talks about in the regulation itself that it. Oh, only, you can only collect it here in South Carolina. If you're if you're using it, you have to be here. Yeah, and the regulation says collected from a deer legally harvested in South, South Carolina. Carolina. So I don't know how you get that legally harvested deer unless it's you, unless maybe this coming season somebody starts collecting it and and sell it here in South Carolina. So there's a little bit of 
a question yet there that I haven't had answered. Um, the other thing that, that enters into this is Archery Trade Association. A few years back, the Archery Trade Association started a, a program uh, where people, where, where vendors can voluntarily participate in the ATA program, which is essentially the USDA herd certification program. This is from coming from Charles Ruth. Um, the problems with that is right off the bat, there's no positive CWD test. So even if they're testing it, it doesn't show up until the animal dies. So deer farms are, you know, having five, 10, 15 years of, of no evidence of CWD and then have a deer die to test positive for CWD. Because it's, they can never say they're 100% CWD-free. They can say they're at a low risk for CWD based on how many years they've tested, you know, no positive. But there is a no definitive live test for CWD. Uh, let's see. Quote here, in one, of, one of the sentences he sent me, he said, In the past year, six of 15 captive herds where CWD was detected were considered low risk by USDA HCP. Furthermore, CWD has been found in 40 captive service facilities since 2012 in nine states. 15 of those were enrolled in the USDA HCP program. So it's a, you know, it's a voluntary program based on a USDA program, which can't state for certain that it's 100%. So the question's been raised, what about the ATA program? Simply put, it doesn't matter. The ATA program is not accepted in South Carolina. And Charles is, is um, one of the lines he said in here is, um, let's see, hang on a second, I'll find it here. He said, I'll tell you this, he said, if we, disagree, if we diagnose CWD in the future, I don't want to look back and say DNR did not do everything we could to prevent it. And I know a lot of people don't give Charles Ruth the time of day, but I've over the last five years I've interacted with Charles a bunch of times. He 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 does have Sakana's deer and turkeys. You know he does hold them in high esteem, and he does the best he can with what he's got to manage those. And I think a lot of people ought to give Charles a little more a little more credit for what he's done his whole entire life. And no questions, no calls. I guess everybody's got it right. The, uh, the the regulations does not show up. I've Googled it. The exact wording doesn't show up if you go to the South Carolina legislature online and look for it. The Senate House version just state that it passed. It did not have to be signed by the governor to become law. So you won't see the governor's office have a signing ceremony. I looked this up in South Carolina. <clears throat> Excuse me. In South Carolina, a bill passed by both chambers, if it's not signed and signed or vetoed in five days, is considered law. So we didn't have to sign this for it to become. But the exact wording uh, you can find, well, actually, it's not even up on their website yet. I've got a copy of it because I've got somebody sent me a picture of the regulation from the back of your tax. When your tags come in, this is printed on the envelope. Uh, and it goes through, you know, 26 states now have CWD. Uh, none are not in South Carolina or adjacent 
born in adjacent state. Um, it's proactive. The regulation is 123-54. Uh, synthetics are fine. Naturals are not. And like I said, if you want more information on CWD, cwd-info.org is a good one. So uh, I wanted to – we got a call coming in. Let's we'll see if they want to go on or not. But um, I wanted to get this out. Media alert, temporary closure of Green Pond Landing for site improvements. This is uh, dated July 18th. Teresa Bannister in Anderson County. Anderson County says Green Pond Landing and Event Center will be closed to the public August the 5th through September the 30th. The old single-lane ramp at Green Pond will remain open during this period. During the closure, Anderson County will be con- be construct. Anderson County will be constructing its fourth phase of improvements at Green Pond. So, number one, launch ramp turnaround, turnaround expansion. That's down at the bottom of the hill. ADA truck and trailer parking improvements. Again, that's down at the bottom of the hill at Green Pond. Roadway radii radi improvements. I assume that's turning somewhere or another. Um, perimeter road straightening. Dual lane queue at top of the ramp. Uh, poor in-place wall construction. Fronts from the Lake Hartwell PCB settlement will pay for the majority of the above improvements. And then we will begin the fifth phase of improvements at Green Pond in January of 2020. The Anderson County Public Works will begin building an amphitheater for fishing tournament weigh-ins. The launch ramps will remain open during that construction. And it goes on, since its opening on December 19, 2014, Green Pond has hosted fishing tournaments with a combined economic impact of $56.1 million. They project by the end of 2022 that number will be almost $100 million. So if you're going to go down to Green Pond and put in down there, you have to use the old ramp for a month or so, a um, month and a half until they get these improvements. Things. So we got a – did we have a question, Paul? Um, he was um, the gentleman was uh, talking about uh, not it, uh, something about not extracting urine from the uh, deer. Something you were talking about a few moments ago. I didn't. I couldn't hear the conference. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, and wanted you to maybe talk about that. The re- the regulation says if you harvest a deer here in South Carolina, you're a South Carolina hunter. You ha- you harvest a deer in South Carolina. You can use that those scent. Tarsal glands, you know, whether it's buck or doe, gland oil, whatever you want to use. If you harvest that deer in South Carolina, then you can use that here in South Carolina. That's what the regulation says. Now, there are a bunch of people talking about, you know, mom and pop opening up South Carolina-based scent companies and stuff like that. Don't know. Based on this, doesn't leave much room for that unless they clarify this. So, right now, the rule says has to be collected by a hunter from deer legally harvested in South Carolina. And I don't I know we don't permit deer farms anymore in South Carolina. I think there are a few places that have captive herds, but they are not allowed to transport or import deer. And I don't think they're allowed to sell any of those urines or I'm I'm not sure about that one. But those a lot of that's gonna be added because there's a lot of questions coming up right now that probably weren't thought of in the video we watched. Good video? Oh, it was a very good video, yes. Jay Cantrell and, and um, Charles Ruth did a good job, on it, although Jay <laughs> never smiles. Neither does Charles. I mean, they're not, they're not very emotional people, but they do a good job. So, caller, I hope that answers your question. If not, uh, shoot me a message, roger at woodsandwatersc.com. Uh, give me your question, and I will put it to Charles, 
He's he's real readily available, and I can have you an answer if what I said didn't answer your question. Thanks for it. I appreciate the input. Um, sorry, I did not get drawn for an alligator tag. Oh, I'm upset. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> but it's really cool. South Carolina now, you can check. When, when you put in a lottery hunt, and we're going to talk to, um, oh, I forget her name. I'm horrible with names these days. Uh, Curse. Amanda Curse. Amy Curse with DNR. We're going to do, she's on vacation this week. They, uh, But we are going to do something on the lottery program because there is a new lottery option. Emily Curse. Emily. Uh, there is. What now? Good job. You found her well, name. Well, I had to find her name. That's right. Yeah. I had to. Uh, there, there's a new option for DNR deer lottery hunts, which is a pointless option or, or whatever. I'm, I'm not quite sure. That's why I'm going to have her on to explain it all. And we're going to talk about all the other lottery options. But it's really cool. Now, you can go to the – I got an email from the Department of Natural Resources, uh, scdnr at public.govdelivery.com. And it says, go online to check your lottery results for the 2019 alligator lottery drawing has been completed. Uh, you can search your information by using your last name, year of birth, and one of the following. Customer ID number, last four digits of your driver's license, or the last four of your social security number. So I went on, and I'm heartbroken. Yeah. Alligator hunt public application. Two points. Status unsuccessful. <laughs> We'll get one. They say three points is the three points is the magic number. So next year we'll have a lot. Of, we'll have an alligator hunt. We can go alligator hunting. My deer tags were fulfilled on July the eighth. I haven't seen them yet. Don't know how long it takes to get those, but I know a lot of people have started getting them. So that's good. Let's see what else. Have I, I do got to say one thing. Go ahead. You just to clarify, you did say we are going alligator. Hunting. Yes, I'm going to take you. Okay. So y'all, y'all are my I might witness. Leave you there. Y'all are my witness. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you just say? I may say? leave you I'm with the alligator. <laughs> no. No. Oh, sorry. me. Did you read this? I got, I'm going to say four kids in Australia packed SUV with fishing rods drive 600 miles before being stopped by police. That sounded like some of my high school road trips. Excuse me? <laughs> the, only prob- <laughs> the only problem is they stole one of their parents' SUVs. Hmm. Get this. The kids aged 10 to 14. <laughs> hey. We talked about Apollo 11. Chuck Norris. When Apollo 11 first landed on the moon in 1969, Chuck Norris showed him where to park the vehicle. <laughs> hey, until next week, make time to get out there. Thank you, Taylor. No problem. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget the camera. More Woods and Water next Saturday. From Carolina, Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.